Welcome back to Constructive Liberty, a podcast dedicated to helping you create a lifestyle of freedom with a life and career you love. Before I get into today's show, I want to make sure that you know who is coming up on the Friday podcast. If you've listened for any amount of time, you know that my Wednesday shows are always a solo show. And if I have an interview, it comes out on Friday. Well, this week's interview is none other than the real Tim Cook. Now, I know you're probably thinking, you mean the guy from Apple? Like, seriously, you have him on the Constructive Liberty podcast? Oh, my goodness. No, I said the real Tim Cook, as in Toolman Tim Cook, like from the Workshop podcast, the dude who's been on the Expert Council for Jack Spierko's Survival podcast, that Tim Cook. Yeah, I had him on the podcast. We did a live stream on Wednesday, which is actually today that I'm recording this podcast. We did that live stream today, but the actual podcast drops on Friday. So you're probably not listening to this until Thursday because I'm late in getting out the podcast. I apologize, guys. I had a super busy full day. I am working on getting my second camper ready because my goddaughter is moving in with my wife and I. And as we still live in a camper, we're not in our house yet. She's not really moving in with us, but she's moving next door to us on our property in our second camper. So I'm having to get that ready. It's got a lot going on these days. You know, it's a busy time of year. Springtime coming on. The weather is warming up. It's it's actually pretty incredible how nice and warm it's been. But enough rambling on about that. Let's let's go ahead and get into today's show. I've got a couple of quotes, of course, to start out for you. This comes from Tommy Baker in The 1% Rule, How to Fall in Love with the Process and Achieve Your Wildest Dreams. And if you're wondering what the 1% Rule is, that's exactly what today's show is about, the 1% Effect. Anyway, Tommy Baker said in his book, Endurance is not only a principle, it's a mindset of commitment. Don't compare your start or middle to someone else's ending, or you'll never endure. Endure? Endure? I don't know. Say it how you want. You can make fun of me. You probably will. You'll laugh. That's all right. It's all good. I don't know. I make fun of people too when they say words that I think should be said one way and they they should be said another way. It, It doesn't matter. It's all good. You get the picture. Just don't compare your start or middle to someone else's ending. Or you'll never endure. Endure. (laughs) Instant gratification is an endurance killer. Think of a runner. You know, a long distance runner has to have that endurance. But if they are only for the instant gratification, they're not going to stick with it for the long haul. Think of a marathon. That's 26 point something miles. That's a long run. You're not running a marathon if you only live for instant gratification. And then last of all, when you experience resistance, laugh at it, smile at it, see it for what it is, a sign that you're growing. When you experience resistance, laugh at it. It's a sign that you're growing. If you've ever worked out, if you've ever gone to a gym and lifted weights, that's resistance. You don't, you can't work out just with no weight. You know, you, you won't see the benefits from it. There's got to be resistance there. So even in your personal growth, it's got to stretch you. You've got to learn things that push you to the edge of your limits. 
You've got to do work that pushes your boundaries. That's resistance. That makes you stretch. It makes you grow. It's a sign that you're growing. I'll have more quotes from Tommy Baker at the end of the show, but let's move on. Talking about last week's question, I said, if you won the lottery, that was my question, if you won the lottery, would you keep working in your current profession? If you won the lottery, would you keep working in your current profession? And I had asked that question on Facebook, and a lot of people said, yes, I would absolutely keep doing what I'm doing. I I love what I'm doing. I would you know, speed up my process to what I'm doing now, like I'm working towards this thing. And if I won the lottery, that would just speed the process up. But otherwise, no, everything would stay the same. It would just get here a lot faster. I would keep my current trajectory. Some people said, I don't know. The next people were like, I would give it all away. I call BS on that one. <coughs> I would not give it all away. I would give some away. Um, I, I think I made a couple of comments on that post also that generosity is the purpose of wealth. I don't know that everybody lives that way or feels that way, but we accumulate things to be able to help other people. That's my belief. If you accumulate lots of things, money being included in that, and only hoard it, then what good is it? So here's my answer. If I won the lottery, you know, considering it was the mega millions, a a big massive lottery, here's a couple of things that I would do. And Matt, if you're listening to this, don't freak out. I haven't won the lottery, okay? The first thing I would probably do is shut down my construction business. Maybe not for good, but at least for the time being. Because what I would want to do is finish my house. My lovely wife and I have been living in a camper for five years. I want to finish my house. So what I would do is quit working because I could. Well, quit working in my construction business. And then I would work on my house. The second thing that I would do is to focus on growing my teen career coaching and consulting business. That is where my true passion lies. That is what I want to do full time is the coaching and consulting thing. I see so many people out there who long for a different path in life and don't know how to take it. And I know these things. I know how to help people see what it is that they can't see. I think in uh, a couple of episodes ago, I had the quote, it was Vince Lombardi, who said that a coach is merely someone who helps people outperform their own expectations. And that's what I love doing, helping people have that light bulb moment where they see the path, they see a door in what was previously a brick wall, or so they thought. It's like a hidden doorway, and a coach is somebody who can help you find that hidden doorway. So that's what I would do. I'd also go 100% solar on my homestead property, and I'd continue to develop my homestead with ponds and trees and fruit trees and more fencing and animals and better systems and all of the things. But my biggest lifestyle change would be to focus on growing my coaching business to support my family and I and work from home and be able to travel more. That would be nice too. I don't think I would go extreme lavish and have a huge mansion and all of those things. But yeah, so that was my answer to last week's question. Listen to the end of the show for the uh, question of the week this week. And... Then listen in next week for next week's answer. Anyway, I want you to go 
down into the show notes of this podcast, I just created some products that you can represent constructive liberty with. I've got a hat and I've got a shirt. And on the front of this shirt is the Constructive Liberty Podcast logo. Looks awesome, by the way. On the back of the shirt, it says Designing a Lifestyle of Freedom. That is what the show is all about, is designing that lifestyle of freedom. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes where you can go buy those and help support the show. It's super awesome, super cool. I've got mine coming. Hopefully they'll be here maybe by next week. I only just created them and went ahead and ordered my own so that I can represent my podcast because we got to rep it, you know, got to rep it. On to the main topic of today's show, the 1% effect. So what is the 1% effect? Well, the 1% effect states that if you improve 1% every single day, you'll be 38 times better at your craft by the end of the year. Think of it like compounding interest. You know, if you put $100 in the bank when you're 19, that grows very slowly. But by the time you're 60 and 65, it has a massive compounding effect and just grows by leaps and bound nearly exponentially every single year. That is the compounding effect. And improving 1% every single day has that same effect. Imagine how much time you spend scrolling Instagram or Facebook. Say you're, you're sitting down and drink your coffee, you pick up your phone and you start scrolling. How long does that take? How much time do you spend there? Five minutes? 15 minutes? What are you doing in that time to improve yourself? 1% of a full day is only 14 minutes and 24 seconds. That's 1% of 24 hours. So if you spend that much time improving yourself. You know, spend that much time on a personal development book or listening to a great podcast to help you improve at whatever your craft is or to develop an idea. 14 minutes and 24 seconds is not long. 1%. But you're like, Ken, hey, when I sit down and drink my coffee and scroll Instagram, it's only five minutes, right? Does it really hurt to have five minutes of fun? Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever watched a movie, watched the news, watched a TV show, read some racy novel or action adventure book or something, and then laid down to sleep and dreamed about that thing all night? Like you just have those dreams like you're actually in the Hunger Games and you're out there with Katniss fighting whoever else is trying out there to get you. You know, you've, you have those dreams. That's your subconscious at work because it's been programmed by the information that you took in in the form of music, TV, podcasts, books, the news. Your subconscious works all the time. It's always there churning and burning and thinking about things. Maybe you don't know it, but that's why it's called the subconscious. It's there processing the information that you've programmed in there. It's like your computer. You know, you you might be working on your computer and you have the upfront processes going, the things that you're doing and that you can see, but you hear that fan running in the background. You hear the processor. You hear that processor really working. That's going on in the background. You don't see that happening, 
but it's there happening. It's making stuff happen. That's the subconscious. That's what your mind does. It works in the background on the information that you've put in there. So you've got to be careful what information you put in there. Think about the possibilities of putting your subconscious mind to work at night on things that would benefit you. Like what if, what if you spent the last 15 minutes of the day reading a personal development book, a personal finance management book? What if you watched a video about how to build a deck? What if you watched a video about how to monetize your garden? What if you read a book or listened to a podcast about shifting your mindset for better productivity? And then you fell asleep with that in your mind. And your subconscious went to work ruminating on that thing all night long. What do you think would happen? The possibilities of the subconscious mind are absolutely unlimited. We have no idea. If you've ever watched a movie, uh, I, I don't remember the name of the movie, but Bradley Cooper played it. And there was a pill that he could that he took. And it unlocked the potential of his mind. Like your subconscious mind is actually far more powerful than your conscious mind. And with that pill that he was taking in the movie, he was able to unlock and use more and more of his mind. And the things that he was able to do were incredible. If you could put your subconscious mind to work on things that are beneficial to you, that is scary what you can accomplish. I know you, yes, you listening to this podcast, were made for so much more than what you're doing now. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done already. You have it within you by the powers given you by God. He created you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You have unlimited potential within you. Think about it this way. All right, you've got a job. You're working for the man. What would happen if you did one more thing every day than the rest of your fellow employees? Just one more thing. You know, you go put in your eight hours. What would happen if you put in an extra five, 10 minutes a, a day, every eight hours? 15 minutes. Let's just say 15 minutes. You know, they're, the last 15 minutes of the day, most, most people are shooting the breeze, you know, watching the clock not really getting anything done. What if you made that 15 minutes your most productive 15 minutes of the day? Think about this for a second. Let's figure 50 working weeks per year, five days a week. That's 250 days a year that you'd be doing just 1% more than everybody else. That's eight extra days of effort every year above and beyond what other people do. Now. The last 15 minutes of a day, most employers know that their employees are slacking. They're not working hard to push out product or whatever they're doing. They're looking at the clock like, I want to go home. I can't wait to get out of this place. But if your employer saw that kind of effort from you, that little extra bit of oomph that last 15 minutes of the day, what do you think he or she would say if they saw that? What do you think could come from that? What new opportunities might come your way? Think about that for a second. 
if you put in eight extra days of effort, you know, it's, it's time that you're getting paid for anyway, but you're giving that 1% extra. Just 1%. Do you even work at 100% throughout the day? You know, if you work at, if most people work at 75%, which is probably highly likely, maybe even less, what if you put in 1% more, worked at 76%, you're still not at full capacity. What if you put in 76% effort every single day? What would your employer say if they saw you working just a little bit harder than the other people? They saw you thinking through the process just a little bit more. Like, what's it going to take to get this done in the quickest, most efficient way possible? Think about that for a second. What do you think would happen if you put that effort in? James Clear in Atomic Habits said this, When you fall in love with the process rather than the product, you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. You can be satisfied anytime your system is running. What he's saying is, if you fall in love with becoming a better person, becoming a better you, rather than simply waiting for the end result, then you can be happy. You don't have to wait until you're a millionaire to be happy because you love the process of becoming that person who is a millionaire. He also said this, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your belief. But as the votes or actions build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. Yes, let me say this one more time. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. And I would say this, success is the compound interest of consistent habits. So self-improvement leads to habit, leads to success. James Clear also said this, success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformations. It's not a once-and-done thing. You have to keep after it. One of the biggest factors in success is perseverance, is just doing the work. It's so easy to look at somebody who's made it where you want to be and look at them and say, man, it must be nice. But you don't see the years of tears and sweat and blood and almost throwing in the towel. You don't see that. One of my mentors, who is a super successful business coach, he told me just this past weekend, he said, Ken, he said, there was a time I almost quit. I almost threw it in the towel. I almost quit, but I pushed through it. I kept going. I didn't stop. It's that perseverance. It's the compound habits, the compounded interest on self-improvement. It's keeping on going. Another thing that James Clear said in Atomic Habits, you don't have to be the victim of your environment. You can also be the architect of it. Now, most people will miss that. Most people will say, but can things happen to me that I just have no control over? That may be true. Sure. It's true that I nearly died in a in a accident two years ago, but I can't be a victim of that. I have to do everything within my power to design the lifestyle of freedom that I want. I refuse to be an ar- to be a victim of my environment. I will be the architect of it. I will. 
I will do everything within my power, within the power that God gave me, to create a life and a career that transforms anybody who comes into contact with it. My life must be transformational, not only to me, not only to my family, but to anybody who comes close to it, anybody who sees it, anybody who touches it. It must be transformational. Otherwise, what's the purpose? And that comes from habit. That comes from 1% improvement every day. Am I perfect? Heck no. I'm, I'm on this journey the same as you. You're, you might be far ahead of me on the journey. I don't know. These are just things that I'm learning. I'm trying my best to do. I'm growing every day. But here's the thing with growing. Here's the thing with learning. Imagine yourself like a lake. Imagine you're a lake, okay? And learning and growing, taking in that information is a creek flowing into the lake. What happens if there's no outlet on the lake? It becomes stagnant and dies, and everything in it dies. There has to be an outlet. It has to flow through. It has to have fresh coming in as well as water going out. If it only flows in, it grows stagnant and dies. I do not want to be a dead lake. I want to be a river with the wells of life, that information flowing through it. Coming from somebody else who's already discovered it, flowing through me and onto you. That's why I talk about the things I do on the podcast. It's not because I've achieved all of that. I haven't achieved much in my life. I'm, I'm not near where I should be, not near where I could be, not near what my potential will allow me to be if I open up and truly take action that I need to take. I'm terrified to take action too. I'm not preaching because I've achieved. I'm not behind the pulpit pounding, y'all are sinners or whatever. I'm, I'm preaching at myself. These things are for me. I'm just sharing them with you so you can listen in. You can listen to me yelling at myself to do better, to be better, to have better. Yes, I want to do, be, and have better, but it takes action. It takes those habits, the 1% every single day. Remember, if, if nothing else, remember this. 14 minutes and 24 seconds is all it takes to be 38 times better at something at the end of the year. Just sit down, spend 14 and a half minutes learning something. It might be a harmonica. Do you want to practice? Do you want to learn to play a harmonica? Where did that come from? Like I've, I've been thinking the last few days, hey, I'd like to learn how to play a harmonica. That'd be kind of cool, I think. Will I do it? I don't know. But I could do it if I spent 14 minutes and 24 seconds a day on it. I could be pretty darn good at the end of a year. Think about what you could do in 14 minutes and 24 seconds a day. I have a couple of more quotes for you. These are also from Tommy Baker in the 1% rule that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. He said, when you truly love who you're becoming, you become unstoppable. Think about that for a second. When you truly love who you're becoming, you become unstoppable. Do you love who you're becoming? Are you on the way to becoming the person you want to be? If you are, Keep that vision in your mind. You will be unstoppable. He also said, 
Once we see the unknown through the frame of unlimited possibility, a place where anything can happen, our world opens up. We're often so afraid of the unknown. It's like, what could happen to me if I step into the unknown? When it's dark outside, it's unknown out there. I can't see anything. I know the direction I need to go, but what if something's standing there about to eat me? That is terrifying. But if you can see the unknown through the frame of unlimited possibility, your world will open up. Okay, I think we've gone on about long enough. We're at 26 and a half minutes. Don't forget to check the link in the show notes for the uh, link to the t-shirt and the hat. I might do a giveaway in the coming weeks once I get mine and just see what it's like and actually get to wear it. I got to wear it a couple of days before I decide if I want to give one away, you know? We'll probably have a giveaway coming up. So if you want to get your own Constructive Liberty gear, go buy one and then listen in for a giveaway in the coming weeks. And I've got a question of the day I want to leave you with. And it's something that we're going to be talking about in next week's show. About a third of people's life is spent working. One third, that's eight hours a day on average. About one and a half weeks a month. About four solid months out of the year is spent working for the man, for someone else. That's a lot of time working, doing for someone else things that you don't like to do. The question is, do you find purpose in your work? Wow, that was a lot of notifications that just came in. I need to figure out how to turn those off so they don't Ding, 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 during my podcast. The question again is, do you find purpose in your work? We'll talk about that in next week's show. For now, do good work. And if nobody's told you recently, you are loved, you matter, and you have a purpose.